Hello, Hornet listeners. Welcome back to the State Hornet Podcast, where we cover the recent news from StateHornet.com. I'm your host, Lawrence Charles, and today I'm being joined by State Hornet copy editor, Casey Rafter. Hey, everybody. All right, let's get right into the news. Theft on the Sac State campus is a recurring issue that happens more often than most people would expect. According to Sac State PD, Deputy Chief Christina Lofthouse, theft on campus is a common crime to take place. According to the Sac State PD crime log, some cases have been petty theft and burglary. Last month in April, eight cases have been reported so far. Lofthouse said it could happen at any place at any time. According to Lofthouse, students on campus are targeted since people in the area are aware of the nice things that they could likely own. Lofthouse said that they has not noticed any significant increase in crime on campus following the burglary that took place in Amador Hall. According to Lofthouse, crimes of opportunity are among the most common forms of theft. This is when thieves take unattended valuables such as laptops or tablets. The most common under this type of theft is bikes. First-year health science major Daniel Moiko Romo was surprised at how frequently theft occurred on campus, especially after staying in Korea for a few months. According to Romo, people in Korea would often leave valuables unattended all the time as people from other societies grew up with the mindset that their items are always safe. The reason bikes are taken as often is because they are held down with cable locks that are too easy to cut. Lofthouse encourages that all who own bikes to register them at one of the campus bike compounds. The service is completely free, and when registered, bikes are given a sticker along with having its serial number and description recorded in the Sac State PD records. This allows the bikes to instantly be entered into the stolen property system if it is ever stolen. Aside from bike theft, another crime of opportunity is breaking into an individual's car and stealing items in the front or back seat. Lofthouse advises students to hide more valuable objects in the trunk rather than in plain sight. If a student is to be a victim of an on-campus theft, Lofthouse advises they report to the campus PD immediately, especially with items such as laptops or phones. To report theft or reach Sac State PD, call 916-278-6000. News reporter Tony Dezad sat down with Director of Financial Aid and Scholarships at Sac State, Tina Lint, to break down the middle-class scholarship and give students everything they need to know. Students who receive financial aid at Sacramento State are eligible for the scholarship, a grant program funded by California that helps students satisfy their financial needs. Lint said that students with a 2.0 or higher GPA enrolled in six units or more can apply, but applicants do have to be U.S. citizens or meet requirements for non-resident tuition. She also said the sum awarded to qualifying applicants varies depending on their eligibility, making it a unique grant among other grants and scholarships offered. In previous semesters, recipients of the middle-class scholarship encountered delays in their payments. Lint explained that the system updates and a breakdown of communications within the financial aid department caused a delay, but believes that those kinks have been worked out now. If students have questions, they can visit financial aid in the Student Services Center at Lassen Hall from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, or by calling 916-278-1000, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. Check out Tony's article for more detailed information, too. Sac State has partnered with Sierra Community College to expand to Placer County to allow satellite access for both campuses. Over 2,000 acres of land has been set aside for the location, which will also soon have room for residential areas, retail spots, offices, and parks. Sac State's Vice President for Administration and Business Affairs, Jonathan Bowman, said that the end goal of the project is to build a two-plus educational system. The Placer Center will reside in an unincorporated area between Rockland, Roseville, and Lincoln and won't be under any local government. The project is currently in the planning process, which includes environmental impact report, which covers how the surrounding areas will be affected, along with traffic. Sac State is currently working with Sierra College as well as Placer County to fund the construction for the buildings to be added on the campus. According to Bowman, the Placer Center, after being completed, should grow to be a 12,000-person campus. The Director of Marketing and Community Relations at Sierra College, Josh Morgan, said that this project's focus is to emphasize student access. 
According to Morgan, both colleges will have student services available on the Placer Center campus. Second-year biology major Alexandra Gonzalez looks forward to the partnership as she believes this will greatly benefit transfer students. Morgan said that the project is successful enough the location would be great for a state university. However, he said he will leave it up to Sac State in California to choose whether the Placer project could be its own CSU or not. Last Wednesday, Sacramento State students gathered in the library quad to take part in the Take Back the Night March after a handful of sexual violence survivors spoke at the event. News reporter Justine Chahal and photographer Alyssa Barnum reported the annual march where students spoke openly about their concerns for safety in the wake of multiple reported assaults that have occurred on and off campus in the last year. Antonio Cisneros is a criminal justice major and a survivor who spoke at the event. He said students should not accept an unsafe campus and should advocate for change. Cisneros also said demands made by the students already for a safer campus were reasonable, basic requests from people here just wanting to be safe. Annalisa Vasquez, also a criminal justice major, spoke during the event, expressing solidarity with survivors. Vasquez said it's very healing to know that she can act as an advocate for survivors and emphasized the importance of having a support system in place in case of any compromising situations. Vasquez also said she hopes to start a student-led organization next semester as a means to educate and support survivors of sexual assault. Tabling at the event included representation from both Sacramento Native American Health Center and Sac State Police Department, both offering information on resources already available on campus. President Nelson spoke at the march as well, assuring students that he and other administrators at Sac State are dedicated to supporting survivors of sexual violence. Fourth-year women and gender studies major Mia Vascaino said it's great that there's a plan set in place, and she said that she hopes Nelson's departure, along with the exit of other admin on campus, like VP of Student Affairs Ed Mills, doesn't compromise the changes being implemented by current officials on campus. The march marked the end of Sexual Assault Awareness Month, but Vasquez said she's steadfast in her advocacy for change. She said it's not going to end here. So, Casey, I hear you accepted a new position. Yeah, over at KSSU, I'm going to be the volunteer coordinator, the same job that you have now. Oh, really? Yeah, unfortunately, it means I'm going to have to leave the Hornet, and it's been a pretty great ride here. But uh, I'm excited about the new position and what I'll be able to do over there. Yeah, I'm happy they chose you. I think you're a great choice for the job. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. All right, everyone, thank you for listening to this week's State Hornet podcast. That's all for today's news. To learn more about these articles, please visit statehornet.com. Case, is there anything else you'd like to say? Nope, that's it, everybody. Have a great day. All right, we'll see you all next time.